Hey, man, is that the Rock News Weekly Podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is Rock News Weekly. Every week, we bring you all the latest headlines in rock, metal, indie, grunge, alt, and classic rock news. This week's new releases, this week in music history trivia, movies, pop culture, and more. Follow us on all social media platforms at Rock News Weekly for our quick one-minute weekly update videos. And please give the episode a five-star rating if you enjoy the episode. Now on to this week's episode. All right, check it out. We're live. It's time for another episode of the Rock News Weekly Podcast. Chris here with Charles. What's up, Charles? hey We got lots of things going on this week to talk about. It's our first episode in about two weeks, so glad to have you here, man. Uh, I tested negative yesterday for the first time, or it was actually Wednesday earlier this week, uh, and we decided to go ahead and take our proper precautions and uh, do the episode this week, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, you did well. The episode last week was really good. Yeah, well, it was short, you know, but it it's was just, it's it was just good. it's never as good. It's just you know it's always just me talking to myself. So yeah, I always like to have someone else here, uh, just kind of bouncing everything off of. Uh, but we got lots of things to talk about. Okay, so let's get to it. Let's scroll down. Uh, let's Eight check out the episode this week. What do we got going on, Charles? We got season four, episode number seven, Nine Inch Nails. Announcing, announcing their huge U.S. tour this week. All right. Uh, Metallica's Kirk Hammett's going to release his very first debut solo album, which is kind of neat. Yes. It's a, it's, it's a little different. We'll talk about that. That's coming out in April. Dope. Uh, Green Day's Billy Joe Armstrong gets his classic car stolen and returned this week, mm. but something that was in the car was not returned, and we'll mm. talk about that on the way. Weezer announcing four albums they're going to be released this year to coincide with each season, which is kind of unique. Okay. Uh, plus this week in music history trivia, weekly WTF, so much more. Everything's up, rocknewsweekly.com, all at rocknewsweekly, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. You guys can subscribe for $3.99 a month, all that good stuff through anchor.fm. Uh, we're on nine different platforms. We're on Amazon Audible. We're on everything. I everything. saw the commercial for Amazon Audible. I'm like, that's so cool that we're on there. If you oh, guys yeah. want to take us with you, wherever you go, we're on there. Uh, new albums this week. Ooh, Alt-J. Yeah, Alt-J's got I a like new Alt-J. one. Yep. Big Thief, Eddie Vedder. We'll talk about that new album, Earthling, and some of the details with that today. Yeah. Jasmine Sullivan, Sea Power, Shamir Spoon, Tegan and Sarah, and Voivod. Okay. Uh, Synchro Anarchy from Voivod, which is pretty cool. Uh, All right, some tour news. Kicking it off this week, Nine Inch Nails. Big U.S. tour. Um, It's going to be their first in four years for Nine Inch Nails. Okay. Uh, So they're basically doing the big stops here. This is all major cities. Uh, The tour is going to wrap up September 24th, kicking off April 28th. Here's the deal. Uh, Here's the dates right here. We got North Carolina, April 28th. And then Atlanta, Georgia on the 30th, Franklin, Tennessee on the 1st of May. Then there's a big gap there. Yeah, look at that. Between May and September, not sure what's going to happen there. Uh, If they're going to announce more dates, I imagine they would. Uh, But we got two back-to-back dates at Red Rocks. Uh, Oregon, uh, a couple dates there. Berkeley in California here on, on the 11th of September. Las Vegas, L.A., uh, three dates. Uh, It's actually part of a festival called Primavera Sound that L.A.'s uh, hosting there with Nine Inch Nails as one of the headliners. And then uh, they're going to be in Ohio on the 24th. They're going to have Ministry and Nitzer Ebb as some of their uh, special guests. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, and this is really cool. The the last show there on the 24th is going to be the same 
venue, apparently, and city yeah. where Trent Reznor founded the band in 1988. Oh, nice. So that's why they got these old school bands as the uh, opening acts there with Ministry and Nitzer Ebb. Uh, uh, so this is going to be a pretty cool old school tour for them. Oh, for so, Nine Inch Nails. so check this out. If if it were, okay, so it's Nine Inch Nails, Ministry, and Nitzer Ebb. So right now, like 80s goth industrial kids are just crying with joy. You know, you could just feel that you could just feel the They're emotions. They're crying with joy. But check, but check this out. If it was Nine Inch Nails with special guests, Ministry, Nitzereb, and Skinny Puppy, oh. then, then they would literally die. They would just, <laughs> their, it, their faces would melt off like Indiana Jones and they would just cry know, themselves right? into oblivion. That's awesome. And then steam up into a, a random machine sounds. No, you're very, you're very right on the uh, money there. That's practically a, a, a wet dream for anybody that was into that industrial yeah, yeah. late 80s stuff that Nine Inch Nails was a huge part of, right? It, yeah, but if Skinny Puppy, if I I think Ogre and uh, I think Ogre and Trent Reznor are not like on the best of terms, so that that would probably would never happen. But still, I mean, that would just be like you know an industrial goth kid's dream right there. Right. Well, my 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 dream. I mean, I I I would admit like I, I would probably go ape shit if I saw that lineup. <laughs> well, it's on yeah. tour coming up, guys. So if you want to check out any of these dates, uh, it's on the way, and I'm sure they're going to be going on sale this weekend. Dope. Uh, Mastodon announcing a big tour as well. Check this out with Opeth. Uh, this is going to be an awesome spring tour Ooh. that they're announcing here. Kicking off in Canada. You guys are getting some uh, some dates in Canada, eh? You hosers. On April 21st, uh, as well as 22nd in Toronto, in Montreal. Oh. And we got some East Coast dates there. Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Saskatoon, eh? No, hey, no 420, eh? <laughs> no 420, eh? They're taking that day off, eh? They need to relax, eh? And they need some poutine, and and then they're kicking off the tour, eh? Uh, oh, this that's is a all. Lot, this a is lot a, of Canada. Yeah, a lot of Canada uh, dates there with Vancouver, all British right. Columbia, Edmonton, uh, Seattle, Portland, Riverside. Uh, so there you go. Very cool tour from Mastodon. That new album, Hushed and Grim, is is fucking badass. If you guys haven't heard it, check it out. It's killer. Uh, all right, coming up for the Super Bowl, check this out. Foo Fighters is going to play a virtual reality concert. Okay. Yeah, uh, in the Metaverse on Super Bowl Sunday. So you guys can check it out, apparently, on the Metaverse. I don't know what even that means or yeah. how that's going to happen. But it says it's 11 p.m. Eastern time or basically right after the Super Bowl on Sunday. Uh, you guys can check out a Foo Fighters concert in virtual reality. You know, you know, um, that's pretty dope. That's going to be awesome. I love it. Um, for our 90s uh, hip-hop audience, you are going to... It, it is going to be a cream dream during the <laughs> halftime. Dr. Dre, oh, Eminem, man. Mary J. Blige. It's probably going to um, be one of the best halftime shows we've seen in a little oh, while. Oh, yeah. And to top it off, um, you know, I am a fan of Kendrick Lamar, but we got Kendrick Lamar up, up in there. So, I mean, uh, just... Uh, that, like I don't, I'm not even really big on the Super Bowl, and I like I'm not really big on football. Period. So no offense to our our football loving fan base, but I just I can't get into it. But still, to see that lineup during the during the halftime show, it's gonna be awesome. I hope. Okay, so my favorite Super Bowl halftime show of all time, all time, is Prince. Oh right, that was like yeah. the greatest. Super that was like Bowl. 2007, was, yeah. 2006. Something it was, like around there. I mean, it started. 
It started fucking raining when he was playing Purple, Purple Rain. Rain. I know, right? I mean, it was just awesome. And he, he just shreds at the guitar, right? Yeah. So I'm hoping that this is going to be, like, on that level of awesomeness. It's not just going to be pop. It's going to be, like, soul. It's and it's the first decent. time that the L.A. Rams have hosted it in their hometown like that. So that's going to yeah. be a big deal. Yeah, but I guess Roger Goodell said uh, that they're not going to let that happen again. Wow, really? Yeah, because uh, this is the second year yeah, in a row in a row where somebody's had a home hometown advantage. So they're going to like permanently make it in Texas and this place in Texas. Wow. So yeah, from moving forward. They're like, Texas will never get there. Uh, so <laughs> <laughs> we'll have them as the home base. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's Dallas. Uh, but Poor Dallas. Yeah. All right. Well, you know, hey. Let's 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 it's move. It's gonna on. be amazing. <laughs> let's move on to some more rock news this yeah. week. All right, check it out. Record Store Day is getting their own book and their own record release. This yeah. is a, kind of a cool deal. It's called Record Store Day: The Most Improbable Comeback of the 21st Century, and it tells the story of Record Store Day and the voices of the artists uh, who have founded Record Store Day, the people nice. who make it up, uh, the people who run them, those who shop in them, and those who make the music they love in them, and and. A limited edition with special vinyl album is going to be uh, out with artists like Paul McCartney, Metallica, Pearl Jam, Imagine Dragons, Mudhoney, Brandy Carlisle, and a bunch of others. Okay. Uh, it's coming out April 23rd, so check that out. Oh, very, dope. Very cool release right. and a book that coincides with it. Yeah, and if you guys don't know, um, if you guys don't know where to find your local record store, I suggest you guys start looking around because record of vinyls kind of coming back in fashion so these cool like kind of hip like smaller style record stores are are kind of coming back in fashion so definitely um, you yeah, can check around. it out recordstoreday.com has all their affiliates on there and all the local records and then of course you know our local record store here in merced want to give a shout out to tigers and daggers travis yep uh great guy um and support your local record stores dope dope all right metallica kirk hammett uh, nice. is going to be releasing his very first solo album that he's ever done, and it's instrumental. It's all instrumental. It's four instrumental songs. Oh, cool. Which will be available across digital platforms on CD uh, and as a Record Store Day exclusive Blue Ocean vinyl EP, which includes a download card. So what do you think about that, him doing kind of a four-song EP, kind of a digital download all instrumental kind of a deal. I love it. I I mean I I, I think it's I think it it's uh, reminiscent of the kind of Joe Satriani type, right? Like instrumental, just you just get lost in, in the in the music and and he can just kind of go off on those leads for quite some time and make it. You know, he can make courses. He's a real and, cinematic guy yeah, too. He's time. like he's been big into movies yeah. and big into that stuff. And he says, "quote This music great. was created with what I describe." as an audio cinematic approach their soundtracks to the movies in your mind so that's kind of what what kirk hammett was going for with all this stuff and i think that sounds really cool so you know i got some i have some buddies yes. at work um uh drew and carlos and carlos's uh um carlos's uh baby baby girl was listening to some metallica just recently we were talking about kirk hammett and i brought up the fact that kirk hammett has his fear festival that he does. Oh yeah. And a lot of people don't know that this dude, Kirk Hammett, uh, you know, this amazing guitarist also is an avid collector of horror Huge. memorabilia. Huge collector. And it's crazy. His, this, this whole festival. So he has these 
dope kind of underground bands. It was one band that sounded just like Sabbath. They were awesome when we went that one time in San Jose. Um, you know, it's got all kinds of crazy classic cars, like Munster type vehicles. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, I think even one of the vehicles was like a, a Munster, like a original kind of horror. Yeah, I can't remember vehicle. which one it was, but it was something out in the parking lot that yep. was connected to one of the horror movies. Yeah, he had a uh, he had the uh, the uh, uh, episode one of The Walking Dead, the zombie. Yeah, the, the guy like crawling yeah, out of the gutter or yeah. the swamp or something. The actual yeah prosthetic thing that they made. It, all of these different statues and old school movie theater posters. It was just, it was just awesome. He's definitely, I think he's the coolest guy in Metallica. He he's, he's yeah. got like the most depth to him, and uh, good for Kirk. Yeah, doing his own thing there sounds really cool. It's recorded all over the world. It says from L.A. to Paris to Oahu, uh, all on his phone. Awesome. Uh, just doing little guitar riffs wherever he felt inspired, you know? Hey, somebody's got, somebody has his Oh, yeah, like, his iPhone? Of, yeah. Yeah, with that whole yeah. collection. Oh, yeah. my God, imagine a whole if year you year worth of Kirk Hammett messing around. <sighs> Nuts, right? All right, let's move on to some more rock news this week. Uh, check Woo! this out. Some new, interesting, they say it's some of the best, um, uh, figurines that kiss has ever done here oh yeah look this, at that this is a limited run of 3000 they're four figures and it's all based on the 1979 era of the band dynasty which each album each artist had their own solo album at the time for kiss and it, it had their own theme ace freely had his thing you know gene simmons had his things peter chris uh, so now these four stage personas are selling for about one fifty nine each right now. Wow. If you can pre-order them, and that's just the base value. After that, they say they're going to double or triple in value. Some of the nicest and coolest uh, uh, figurines that Kiss has ever done. Oh yeah. So pretty cool. Yeah, that, that's pretty incredible. I, I do got to say they kind of in, encapsulate you know each member pretty well. Here. Oh yeah. Uh, it does look pretty awesome. So. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So check that out for KISS fans. Uh, that's going to be happening. Uh, Dynasty collectible figures, so check that out. I love this picture of Noel Gallagher holding up some maracas. Oh, yeah, look at that. And here's Dave Grohl. Apparently, they've teamed up together. Dave Grohl and Foo Fighters producer Greg Kirsten, as well as Dave Grohl and Liam Gallagher, for his new single called Everything's Electric. Yeah. The track, which was co-written by Grohl and Gallagher, will appear on his new solo album called Come, come on, on you, you know? know. Yeah, come on, you know. Come on, you know. Comes out May 27th. So what do you think about that? I think that right after this happens, there's going to be an interview, and they're going to ask Liam Gallagher, uh, how did you like uh, you know, recording with Dave Grohl? And he's going to go, uh, he was a fucking wanker. I fucking hated his guts every time I talked to him. He was a piece of garbage. I was smoking my cigarette, smoking my and cigarette. I was looking at him dead in the eye, and I said, yep. I hate you with every fiber of my being, yep. but you know how to make a record. Yep, yep, yep. And out of nowhere, Noel Gallagher is going to throw a plum at him through a, week up, through a window. <laughs> He's going to reach in and just A rotten plum, plum eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. A rotten plum, isn't it? I think that's I think that's what's gonna happen. All right, well that's a good prediction. Yep, it could happen. It could happen. Uh, all right, some Metallica news. Check Lord it out, guys. Da. If you guys are interested da, in contributing da. to the 1996 to 1998 da, era of Metallica, yeah. because they're asking for the fans to help on their box set. They're doing box sets for load and reload. And if you have photos from 1996 to 1998 yeah. of you wearing your Metallica stuff at a tour, at the show, uh, 
you can submit it to Metallica and you may be in that box set. You know, okay, so check this out. I am a Metallica fan, but that was the worst. That was a, that was, that was a pretty shitty day. era, right? That was a pretty shitty era <laughs> was the for worst Metallica. Metallica Let, era. Let's be honest. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it was the worst. I gotta say, Saint Anger was pretty fucking bad. In yeah. 2004, that album was horribly recorded. Which uh, which album had Unforgiven too? That was, I think, Reload. Oh Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. That was bad. That was yeah. bad. Yeah. Yeah, that was a that was Erase a special that. album. Erase that from my Metallica memory. Uh, apparently, they say the the you know what the um, the urban legend is on this album cover here. What's that? That uh, w what that picture is that we're looking at right there. Oh, that's Lars Ulrich uh, splashing um, <laughs> the guy from Napster in the face with acid. <laughs> that's actually pretty accurate. That's it. But no, it's actually blood and sperm. They say. Oh, uh, that's what they say. Is this album cover is blood and sperm? Wow. So that's what the load album name means in oh, some ways. I did not know that. Yeah. And then reload. They say this is a picture of an embryo. Okay. The embryo. Yeah. Yeah. So. That's, I. Uh, that's yeah. what they say anyway. It doesn't I don't know make it any better. No, it doesn't. It yeah. Doesn't help it. Doesn't help his case, does it? No. That All was right. a rough era for Metallica right there. It was a rough chunk in their, in their uh, yeah, yeah. catalog. And now a message from one of our sponsors. Kids, 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 kids. Do you like corn? Do you like camp? Are you tired of the same boring routine in that dull Midwestern opiate-infested farm town? Punching walls in the arms of your friends and moshing in your stepdad's basement like a freak? Are you a freak? You're a freak! Then head down to our kids' camp in sunny Bakersfield, California, where we've remodeled 40 acres of shitty asphalt, old dollar stores, and tire shops into an Iowan-style corn maze and campground just for you, freak! Two weeks of 10 hour a day camp courses brought to you by our favorite new metal group, Corn, Corn, Corn. Each day is jam packed with individual lessons from these grindy, whiny, screaming giants of rock, including Wednesday to Sunday, four hour nightly sessions on head bandana folding straight from bassist Reginald Fieldy Arvizu, a daily two hour nature walk spotting both alive and dead ground squirrels with James Monkey Schaefer on the side of California's infamous Interstate 5. Yeah! An incredible three-hour-long daily lesson with frontman Jonathan Spunky Davis on how to effectively ruin a hard-ass song with the 30-second interlude of whiny voice and out-of-sync instruments. As a special treat, former band member Brian Head Welch personally crawls under the blankets by your feet to wake you at 4 a.m. with fervent prayer whispers, then leads you to a wet spot in a lawn where he anoints you with the soot in the name of evangelical Jesus Christ. Brothers, only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for the flesh, but through love serve one another. That's pretty disturbing. Bless, 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 bless. Hour of Power by 10-time Academy Award nominee and Moon Children of Bulganathon cult veteran, Tildy Sweeney-Doo. My God! 
bedtime loudspeaker reading of Maze for the Gods, unearthing the 9,000-year-old history of corn, and much, much, much more! So tell your parents to get online now, you freak! Wow, corn camp sounds so cool. They better fucking bust out that almost maxed out credit card and visit www.corncampwithallks.com and bust a load of 2K on the best damn three weeks of your life at Corn Camp! Corn Camp! Corn Camp! Not an officially licensed product. Corn Camp not legally tied to ban corn. Special taxes and rates may apply. Not available to residents in the state of Wisconsin or to Fred Durst or any Limp Bizkit affiliates. All rights reserved. Rocknewsweekly.com. All right, check it out with Weezer. They announced they're going to be releasing four albums this year. Okay. And they're going to coincide with the seasons. Oh, we, we've been talking about this for years. Yeah, so they're yeah. finally going to be doing it. Their first album is happening this year, spring on March 20th, continuous summer on June 20th, fall September 22nd, and winter on December 21st. But the funny part is, is that Rivers Cuomo had a disclaimer at the bottom. He said that the dates are not confirmed with any record, record company or manager. Oh. So this sounds like it's almost just like a fun idea that he's thinking of. Oh, okay. And it's actually not confirmed by yeah. his manager record label. <laughs> like, I don't know if we can release it on those dates or not. But yeah. I think that was pretty funny and cool of him just to kind of go for it anyway, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's Weezer. Uh, all right, check it out. Here's Billy Joe's classic car. Uh, so it's a 1962 Chevy 2. I okay. Don't, I don't know what type of car necessarily that is. It's unforgiven 2. <laughs> <laughs> Very true. Could have been uh Kirk Hammett that stole it. Yeah, Maybe yeah. He stole his car. Unforgiven too. So apparently it was stolen right out of his driveway. Wow. Billy Joe Armstrong's driveway. Here's the shitty part. The car has been returned, but the thieves had stolen, quote, items of high value, including two electric guitars, an amp, as well as the car. So yeah. the car got returned, but the uh, the guitars and the amp did not get returned. Okay, so, what, okay what, what's the deal with that? It, right. was, it was found on the side of the road, totally unharmed. Yeah. and the, But the guitars and the amps were gone. So do you think it was somebody that was literally like had no idea it was Billy Joe's car? Oh, They're no. like, oh, dude, there's a guitar and an amp. It had we to can, have been somebody who we, knew. We, we can uh, start our band with this. Yeah. And then they just, like, panicked and left the car? Yeah. Or do you think it was orchestrated? Do you think they knew, oh, that's Billy Joe's house. Let's steal this stuff. Yeah. What do you think? I think Billy Joe's dumbass should not leave his car unlocked with the keys inside. For one thing. With, all of, with electric <laughs> guitars and amps inside. <laughs> that's what I think. I think. We don't know that the keys were left inside. Yeah. Actually, we don't know yeah, that part. We don't know. But it was stolen out in front of his house. With a bunch of his, like, very high-valued stuff in like, there. Like, why would you leave that stuff in the car? Yeah, dude, I don't even leave, like, honestly, like, when... Uh, uh, yeah, you're I don't right even leave about my, that in a yeah, lot of ways. If, if I've got, like, my laptop and I'm taking it somewhere, if I go into a grocery store for five seconds... I'm hiding it. <laughs> I'm like shoving it in some place. I'm like putting it in the trunk space or under like where the, you know, seriously, it's this is this is bonkers to me. No, so they say apparently it was everything was recovered except for uh the 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 amplifier and the two guitars. Yeah. And he posted about it, so everybody kind of uh you know was happy, but at the same time it's about $48,000 in total value for everything. Uh, half of that's the car, but then uh, they, they say the guitars and the amp are pretty significant as well. So. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I don't know. Kind of his fault. I think that's learning experience. Oh yeah, for big him. time. Have you ever actually driven a car without power steering? Yeah, I have. Sucks. Yeah, I had a it's 1967 horrible. Volkswagen Bug. Oh yeah. And that thing was like you were trying to. Oh yeah. You're fighting gravity or something. It's like it's crazy, right? Yeah, it's like when you're describing to somebody, like you're like, so I was driving at work, and you know, I was driving to work, and then people are like, you don't drive like that. No, but, but if you really do, if you have no power steering. In yeah, the you are driving like car, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Very it's true. It's real. Uh, speaking of cars, uh, Bring Me the Horizon doing a new soundtrack for uh, the new game Gran Turismo 7. Push it back. Push it back, you losers. Push it back. Uh, so they got a new song. It's called Moon Over Castle, and it came out on Friday. Nice. And it's featured on this huge soundtrack that they're doing for Gran Turismo 7, which would be available on Columbia Records, yep. as well as Sony PlayStation March 4th for the PS4 and the PS5. So, Dope. I'm a big Bring Me the Horizon fan. I yeah. love, I love, I love Bring Me the Horizon. So check out that new single yep. from them, uh, Chili Peppers. Uh, they just released their full new album, Whoa. which is uh, well, their new album. Excuse me, their new album Unlimited Love is coming out on April 1st. But their first new single just came out with John Frusciante on there, and it's a big one. It's called uh, what is it? Black, I say I heard I heard some Black of it. Sunday or something yeah. like that. I can't remember exactly. I think it's on here. Uh, but they're already apparently on to the next album. Yeah. They already released their, this one's already coming out. They say they're already on to the new album. They say, quote, we're going to put out new music by the handful. Don't be surprised if another wheelbarrow of songs comes your way in the near future. We have a lot of shit to turn people on to. Okay. Kiedis revealed that the, during the sessions for the unlimited love that the band recorded almost 50 pieces of music with producer Rick Rubin. Oh, okay. All right. So that sounds cool. What do you think? Do you think that sounds like they got a lot of filler or actual good stuff? Uh, I think it's uh, probably a combination of the two. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it's interesting uh, that now we can see that Anthony Kiedis has actually aged a bit because he now feels cold. He now he now actually he now actually has to don a shirt. Right. He actually feels we, we the cold. We have seen now. video evidence and photographic <laughs> seen, evidence. Yeah, of that. photographic evidence. Uh, I've heard, I so I heard a bit of the new song, and to me it's, um... Uh, Middle of the road. Yeah, it just, you know, it's right. cool seeing John Frusciante there, though, strumming away, um, you know, it, it, it's it's pretty dope, but I, let, let's hope, I mean, one, one can hope right. that it's gonna be some, some cool stuff, but I think, like, once you get to this point where you just start releasing an album... You know, if you if you've been around for a long time and you release an album and you're not really growing, you're just kind of like, kind of, flooding out kind of the same sound. Right. You need, you need to find a way to make it innovative. Like right. you need to find a way to, and you don't have to completely change your your sound, but you got to do something that's really gonna inspire kind of people. Um, and from what I heard, it's kind of like, you know, it's kind of the same stuff. It is. You guys yeah. judge for yourself. Check it out. That new Chili Pepper music. I mean, uh, I'm I'm down to listen to it though because I love the Red Heart Chili Peppers. So you know, I'm 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 excited to hear more of it. All right, more more rock news this week though, guys. Uh, Eddie Vedder and Bruce Springsteen sitting down for an intimate conversation on Amazon Music, and it just apparently aired today, Friday, February 11th, and now it's going to be available for only 48 hours. So you guys need to check it out on Amazon's official uh, music channel uh, as well as their YouTube channel. And they basically have this kind of cool conversation. Uh, it looks like an, 
someone's dilapidated kitchen. It does look like that. Uh, some kind of dirty crack house. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but it looks cool. Uh, and, you know, they're trying to make the setting there like it's intimate. So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's cool. I yeah. mean, is Bruce Springsteen the Flim Flam Man? He could be. Is is that who it actually is? You're going to have to listen to our commercial about that. Because yeah. Because that's a, that's a new movie trailer, uh, Eddie Vedder and the Flim Flam yeah. Flam Man. That Betty, not Betty, a lot of people. Betty Getty Vedder. That's right. All right, check it out. This was funny news this week. I thought this was hilarious that there's apparently a feud going on right now between Nikki Six and Eddie Vedder. Oh. Yeah, did you hear about this? No, no. So Nikki Six is slamming Eddie Vedder for knocking Motley Crue in this new interview. So I, I would love to see the two fight, though. I know, uh, right? It'd just be like a wonderful octagon fight. So here it is. Uh, here's how it started. Rolling Stone reported that the trouble started during a chat with the New York Times. Eddie Vedder recalled working at a San Diego venue back in the 80s when glam metal was at its peak. Yep. He remembered, quote, I'd end up being at shows that I wouldn't have chosen to go to, bands that monopolized late 80s MTV. The metal bands, I'm trying to be nice, I despised. Bands that, uh, like, Girls, 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 and Motley Crue. Fuck you, I hated it. I hated how it made the fellas look. I hated how it made the women look. It felt so vac vacuous. V uh, vacuous. Vacuous. Yeah. Although Eddie Vedder gave props to GNR, Guns N' Roses, for injecting some teeth into the L.A. rock scene, uh, he name-checked uh, crew drummer Tommy Lee's ex-wife Heather Locklear by saying, One thing I appreciated was that in Seattle and the alternative crowds, the girls could wear their combat boots and sweaters, and their hair looked like Cat Powers and not Heather Locklear's. Nothing against her. They weren't selling themselves short. They could have had an opinion and be respected. I think that's what, that's a change that lasted, end yeah. quote. Yeah, yeah. So, and then, Nikki, Nikki Six, though, saw all this that he did, and, and it set him off. He was like, quote, made me laugh today reading how much the singer in Pearl Jam hated Motley Crue. Now, considering they're one of the most... Considering that they're the one of the most boring, boring bands, bands in history, it's kind of a compliment, isn't it? Yeah. The stadium tour rock and roll. So, what do you think about him calling... Pearl Jam, one of the most boring bands in history, and then what happened here? I mean, honestly, it's it's if if you if you take it from Eddie Vedder's perspective, you can totally see what he's talking about. I mean, it must have just been it must have just been infuriating that that kind of trendiness had kind of taken over the scene, uh, and and just the 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 audacity of it, like the it, it was just way too loud, overpowering the senses. Now, if you take all of that and you go into Nikki Six's shoes, it makes sense what he's saying. Like, they both have extremely valid points because they come from just such crazy different genres. Very true. Very that, true. That, yeah, it, it, it totally makes sense. If I was Nikki Six, I would be saying the same shit about Pearl Jam. I'd be being like, that is the most boring fucking band I've ever heard in my life. The most monotone band, right? If I was Pearl Jam, I'd be like, man, these people are just so loud and over the top and it's just ridiculous circus show all right it makes sense so then it got escalated this week as well with pearl jams eddie vetter throwing another shot at molly crew he said quote when he was doing his uh performance over the weekend he said quote that drum kit he was talking about red hot chili peppers member chad smith and his band he said quote that drum kit that silver beautiful machine that he is the engine of does not need to elevate or rotate to do its job let me just point that out. 
end quote. So he was. That's kind of a shout out to how Tommy Lee has yeah. his drum that drum set that yeah. turns around and does all of that. Uh, and then so he talked about how he mentioned the bored fan part. You know how Nikki Six said, "Oh, they have the most boring fan. It's the most boring band or whatever." Yeah. Pearl Jam fired back on social media saying, "Quote: We love our bored fans," and included a video, of course, of the fa- uh, the crowd going crazy and stuff oh, like yeah. that. Oh so, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you've ever been to a Pearl Jam show, I know you know it's almost like going to a Foo Fighters show. You yeah. feel like, man, these guys are killer. They play all these great tracks. So for them to be feuding in general is just kind of stupid. It's like, oh, come yeah. on, guys, get They're, over yeah, it, right? Two, two completely styles, different styles totally of different rock. Bands. Not even in the same bucket. Yeah. Get over it, guys. Uh, R.I.P. this week, in memoriam, Ian McDonald, a founding member of King Crimson and Foreigner, oh, passed rough. away at the age of 75 on February 9th. Uh, he did the keyboards and woodwinds, King Crimson's debut album, T-Rex's signature hit, Get It, get it On, Bang a Gong. He was mm. on there as well. He was uh, in Foreigner. He was on all the major hits. Wow. You know, feels like the first time. Cold as ice, hot-blooded, double vision, all that shit. Ian McDonald was a part of that, so RIP to him. Yeah. Uh, and also, we learned this week that Bob Saget, uh, he head passed trauma. away from head trauma. Yeah. Uh, apparently, they're speculating that maybe he hit his head in the shower, something that night in the hotel room yeah they say quote they've concluded he accidentally hit the back of his head on something thought nothing of it and went to sleep no drugs or alcohol were involved so yeah yeah that explains a lot i i honestly it's uh, you're you have to protect your head you have to do it it's it's nuts like well, i don't take that shit like lightly if yeah. you hit your head the back of your head and then you're gonna go to sleep like that's the, the that's the number one thing that emts and, yeah 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 don't do uh, it don't fall asleep yeah. you don't after head trauma a major injury like that Big time yeah don't do that so. i i just uh plug in myself here i just got my class m1 motorcycle license and uh and over the course of that safety the safety course then actually taking the dmv test and doing a lot of stuff you are inundated with that. Like they, right. they jam, they, they're, they, they don't trick question it. They tell you like, Hey, what's the safest thing you could do when riding a motorcycle? Wear a helmet, like an actual like a full helmet, not these bootsy little kind of skull caps, right. an actual helmet. And then you go to the next question. It's like, uh, it's like, what, what can you do to ensure the safety of, of others? Wear a helmet. Uh, the next question, hey, what's the greatest thing you could do while riding a motorcycle? Wear a helmet. Like, it just, <laughs> it's one of those things That's because good. even the slightest bump to the to a specific part of your head can do damage yep. that will last you for I wear it when I go snowboarding now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, just because... Uh, why not be safe, right? Yeah, that's cool. I got to wear it around my kids because apparently um, apparently my three-year-old really wanted to read a oh, specific book. Oh, you got a little gash there. Yeah, and she chucked a, she <laughs> chucked a thick a, a, a thick brown bear brown bear book, and it just oh, smacked man. me right in the head. Yeah, so I should wear a helmet when I'm around my twins. All right, well, take it away this week here. Charles, rock birthdays. Oh, what do we got? Look at this guy. So, okay, some somewhere... Uh, out there do you hear that what is it it's the sound of vince neal falling off a stage oh my god that's that's i do hear that now (laughs) vince neal baby lead singer motley Crue, 61 and he looks it he looks maybe about 71 uh michael mcdonald oh i love michael mcdonald that's right michael mcdonald yeah uh, singer solo uh 
And for the Doobie Brothers, he is 70 years old. That uh, He looks good for 70. That's right, Michael McDonald. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's so soulful. He's so soulful. Yeah. All right. I love Michael McDonald. All right, check it out. Uh, look Steve at, Hackett. Look at this photo I chose for you here. That is Jimmy Fallon. That is not, <laughs> that is not Steve Hackett. <laughs> that is Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> this is, is a real book. Look at it, dude. This is a real oh. book of his. Oh. Look at uh, this. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon dressed up like Steve Hackett. A Genesis in my bed, a, isn't it? A Genesis in my bed. A creation, if you will, of the entire world in my bed. Uh, former guitarist of Genesis 72. That's right. All right. That's it? That's it. No, oh, okay. Not very many rock well, birthdays I, this week. I have one more rock birthday. Okay. Chris Moreno. Uh, <laughs> that's not really a rock birthday. Just turned 22. Oh, I, well, yeah, 22 years old. On yes. February 4th. So happy birthday. Yes, yes. Thank happy you. Happy birthday. Why did yep. I change that? All right. That is Jimmy Fallon. It is. It is, right? <laughs> it's a rock and roll Jimmy Fallon, isn't it? It is. Isn't it? That's a genesis in my bed. All right, so some trivia this week. Ooh. Rock and roll trivia for you guys. All right, 1964, this band makes their debut on the Ed Sullivan Show. Charles, mm. which band is it? Was it A, the Beatles, B, the Rolling Stones, C, the Doors, or, or D, Cocaine Crosby's Lava Lamp of Love? Oh, God, I love Cocaine was, Crosby's uh, yeah. Lava Lamp of Love. That was a great band. That was a fantastic Not a, a lot of people remember band. that band. It was kind of a, you know underground yeah a little more obscure yeah there was a uh, it, it was david crosby and everyone else was uh just kind of an artistic like german they I, all came yeah out and, wasn't yep. it that they just had a lava lamp simply on the stage yeah 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 and david yeah. crosby was doing these like kind of like you know yep. adult oriented dances around them yeah and what yeah i mean this is i remember at the um the I, this is why I know it wasn't David Cro or Coke King Crosby's uh, Lava, Lava Lamp of Love is because this actually happened in 1974. Oh, okay. And David right. Crosby was kicked off stage. Oh, wow. Because he started to make love to the Lava Lamp. Wow, literally. Ed, yeah, Ed Sullivan was like, get him out of here. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I I'm going to go with uh, the Beatles. I'm going to go with the Beatles. The Beatles? I think no. you're absolutely correct on that. Yes, mm. it is the Beatles. They made their very first appearance on the Ed Sullivan Show this week in 1964. Yes. And here's the deal, though. Um, they were paid $2,400 to perform, and 50,000 requests were received for the studio's 728 seats. Okay. Uh, the Rolling Stones performed later that year in October, and then The Doors performed in 1967. Now, I'm going to say something very controversial here. And What's I know that? there's probably going to be a lot of people in our audience who are going to hate me for, for the rest of their lives. I uh -oh. get it. It's fine. That was the worst music out of the, the Beatles' entire catalog. I know, was their right? earliest music. It was the worst. I want to hold yeah. your hand. The worst. They, I mean, they really kind of came into themselves in the um in the 70s uh you know that's that's when all the magic happened essentially but like during that period of time it was just i hear you yeah. and i gotta agree they were a pretty shitty band for those first couple albums yeah all right movie tv entertainment news this week jackass forever 
uh, surprised everybody. Wow. Uh, they got $23.5 million Whoa. for Jackass Forever uh, over the weekend. Uh, Moonfall with uh, James Bond and all that was number two. At $10 million in Spider-Man, still at number three. Yeah. Spider-Man's uh, on its way to beating out Avatar for the number three spot on the list oh, yeah. of highest grossing films uh, of all time. Yeah, I, 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 I haven't seen it yet. Uh, Lalo got to see it. Um, I heard it's really that good. I heard it's like fucking crazy good. We got to check it yeah, out. I can't, I, can't, I can't wait to see it. I'm, I'm, I was bummed. Uh because we had the the disney subscription there for a minute we lost it i don't even think it it aired on the disney um, oh yeah service. yeah yeah um and it, you know I, I i just i watched two the second spider-man um the homecoming one that one was amazing i, I just yeah i can't wait I can't wait to see this one. Check this out. This sounds really cool, too. They announced this this week that Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be the next Disney series oh, that's coming it. out in May. Yep, this is going to be On May 25th with Ewan McGregor reprising his role from the prequel trilogy of the 90s. Uh, it's about 20, 25 years in the making. I love it. Uh, very cool for Ewan McGregor to be reprising his role. Uh, I enjoyed his uh portrayal yeah of yeah. obi-wan kenobi and i i enjoy him as an actor so yeah he's I'm, amazing i'm looking forward to this i think uh during that particular time when uh when they dropped off luke um and they dropped off leia and uh kenobi went into like a his hiatus right i think during that time it was it was a tough struggle because he got addicted to heroin he started hanging out with a group of kind fell of fell into the wrong crowd. Fell into the wrong crowd at right. one point. There was a baby. Tatooine's on the a, a rough place. Yeah, Tatooine's a rough place. Uh, there was a baby on the ceiling that turned its head around and looked at him. Um, yeah, it's he had to jump. He had to dive into a toilet to go get a. That, that's actually a from train, train spotting. But yeah, I know what you mean. Man. Oh, that was that was during that particular time. I think like he was actually train, train spotting on Tatooine. That's what. That's what it is. He was he was a. Uh, that AT was the name of his memoir. It was ATAT -AT spotting. Train, train spotting on Tatooine was the name of his <laughs> memoir. ATAT -AT or at at. Oh my god! All right, we're full of shit. All right, uh, check this out. Oscar noms though. Uh, this was the the main thing that I wanted to mention this week. Denzel Washington mm -hmm. will be breaking his own record as the most nominated black actor in Academy Awards history, and I just wanted to mention that. Tip of the hat to you, sir. He it. Uh, Denzel Washington is fucking awesome. Seems like everything he touches is gold. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're not going to go through all the best pictures, but check them all out. They're they're worth it. Uh, Dune is up there. It's definitely worth it. Uh, King Love Richard, Dune. Licorice Pizza, Nightmare Alley, Power of the Dog, West Side Story, Belfast, Coda. Don't look up. Drive my car. Check them all out. Okay. I love movies. Uh, we're not going to get into it here. We'll talk to about it another time, but uh, just cool. check all that shit out. It's really cool. Yeah. Sean White. Uh, yes. Good for him, man. I mean, he made it as a 35-year-old athlete yep. to the fourth position. Almost got a bronze medal. Oh, yeah. Couldn't yeah. quite pull it off. He, uh, he ate it at that last one, but it was still amazing. Still. Yeah. I mean, dude's 35. Amazing. Uh, yeah. With those guys from Japan that are like on another level, they're 18 oh, years yeah. old. They're killing it. I mean, props to them. But Sean White finishing fourth, I thought it was cool. Yeah. Uh, at least you know he got to do his thing. So good for him, man. 
Yep. And then the other, uh, the that American girl. Um, oh, uh, Chloe Kim. Chloe Kim. Her performance back was to back epic. Half, half pipe championship, first time oh. ever for a woman. Uh, so very cool for her. As it was well. amazing. Yeah, I actually started kind of tearing up a little bit too when Sean White was giving his. Yeah, when he was giving it his. Speech. It was kind was of like, emotional, oh, and I, I grew up with Sean White as an inspiration when we were, uh, you know, kind of snowboarding and learning the, the the ropes. And Sean White was a very influential guy. So yeah. for for us to kind of see him off and see him do his thing in this last um, Winter Olympics, seeing his last run was well, kind of bittersweet, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, big time. All right, we got two kind of ones of funny funny story and ones not so funny. Uh, a Florida man was drunkenly claiming to be Mick Jagger in oh. downtown Naples in Italy. They arrested him. Uh, he was walking around and said, quote, a drunk male in a red shirt is yelling at people claiming he's Mick Jagger. He was arrested and vomited in the back of the police patrol car. Okay. So, Good for him, right? Yeah, yeah, I've been there. Yeah, right. Uh, and then the last story of the week was if you got a Hyundai or a Kia, you may want to talk to your dealer about it because apparently there's all, I'm not going to go through the years or the models, <laughs> but they're saying to park your car outside in front of your house because it may catch on fire. Uh, so that's not a good idea. Uh, not a good thing to do. Yeah, there. that's rough. Uh, so tough for you guys with the Sportages. The Santa Fe's, yeah, all that shit. Check it out. If you guys got a Kia or a Hyundai, you may want to check that out. Uh, but that's it for us this week, guys. It's the Rock News Weekly podcast every week. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, at Rock News Weekly. Check out our photos from all the, our shit at rocknewsweekly.com. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good rest of your week, and take care of each other. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Later. And now a message from one of our sponsors. It was the storm of the decade. And for a little pub in Britain, it turned into an aura that no one could imagine. Hello everyone, we're an Oasis cover band. And we only know about five of their songs. No one was prepared for that absolutely sinister situation that was about to unfold. Well, actually, about six songs if you include our experimental jazz odyssey that will debut for you all tonight. Woo! The storm was so severe that 60 people were stuck inside for two days with an Oasis cover band that one Yelp review described as A pretty good Oasis cover band if you gnashed out your knickers. Keep drinking, they'll be better. Alright folks, let's keep calm. Even though we're out of food and out of ale, we can still have fun, yeah? I hate this and I want to cut my ears off. These guys are so bad. Tensions run high as the crowd finds out the drummer has been stockpiling the food in his kick drum. Hey bloke, that's raw meat and crisps inside your kick drum, isn't it? He's a hoarder! Burn him alive! Burn him alive! Hey, guys, don't look back in anger! Come on, come on! Quickly, a Lord of the Flies situation evolves, and a hierarchy is established within the pub. Women and children, over there! Men and able-bodied people that can lift 50 pounds or more, stand in that corner! We need to stop burning these bodies before the flies get them. 
During this time, the Oasis cover band is built a makeshift cage around them to protect themselves. Like the band in the movie Roadhouse, where the lead singer is blind and everyone throws bottles at them, but they stay safe. Stop playing the same five songs over and over again, it sucks. Boo! Boo you! Cage and all they're gnawing at our feet. Ah! My God! The crowd quickly turns cannibalistic and resort to extreme measures for survival. Hey guys, false alarm! The road has been open for at least a day now. I don't think it's been more than actually 24 hours of the road being closed. Isn't that funny? Hope everything's okay. Oh, oh my God! Oh! That's right, don't miss the new series Snow Hell 2021 Cannibalistic Oasis cover band in a snowbound English pub. It's the new series on Netflix coming out this fall. No really, who let the fucking American bloke in the pub? <laughs>